Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HDC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Rory Heaton. Good morning, everyone. Lovely to be with you this morning and to worship with you um, here on HGC Daily. Um, and today we're going to be carrying on our series in the book of Acts. And um, we're in Acts chapter 20. And yesterday, J.G. teed up the rest of this chapter. Um, and we're at this point where Paul is speaking for the very first time and the only time in the book of Acts to a group of Christian leaders. Um, and he's talking to them about leadership and about discipleship. And hopefully these two threads are clear both today and for the next few days as we finish the chapter. And particularly what we're going to see this morning is Paul looking back and looking forward, looking back at his ministry, uh, about how he how he was with uh, the people he was leading and looking forward to his next destination, to what's coming next for him. Uh, thinking about this idea of like looking back and looking forward, this is something that we actually do as a staff team, uh, or a group of us do on a Monday morning. Um, we gather and we spend some time looking back, reflecting on what, what God, how God was at work on the Sunday, just gone, and looking forward to how we might uh, do things in church the following Sunday and how uh, we're praying for God to, to move the following Sunday. A chance to reflect and be encouraged by what has happened and a time to plan and prepare for what is ahead. And as we read Paul's looking back and looking forward in today's passage, let's remember that he's speaking to a group of Christian leaders that know him. He started his speech yesterday in verse 18 by saying, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you from the first day I came into the province of Asia. And then we get to today's passage and we're going to split it up into two. And we're going to start by looking at the section where Paul is looking back. So um, it's going to come up on the screen, Acts 20, verses 19 to 21. And those verses say this. So this is Paul speaking. I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. So as Paul looks back in these verses, he's reflecting on his ministry, specifically the integrity which he led with and which he discipled with as he preached. He says he served the Lord with great humility in the midst of severe testing. He didn't hesitate to preach anything that would be helpful. He taught the crowds both publicly and then he taught the few in the homes. And he declared to both Jews and Greeks the message of repentance and belief and faith in Jesus. And he does this to encourage the Christian leaders he's talking to. He's shown that he led by example and he encourages them to do the same by serving humbly and by preaching boldly. So that's Paul's looking back. And then in the next verses we come to, and we're gonna concentrate on these a bit more, he looks forward. So this is uh, verses 22 and 24. This is Paul still speaking. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. 
My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So Paul is looking forward to what's next, his journey to to Jerusalem, but he knows that there is a lot of uncertainty around his journey there. He says in verse 22, not knowing what is going to happen to me there. Paul is uncertain, but he is compelled. If we were to look at the start of verse 22 again, um, it says, and now compelled by the spirit, I am going to Jerusalem. In the midst of uncertainty of what lies ahead for him in Jerusalem, Paul is confident that this is where he is to go. He has been compelled by the Holy Spirit. And being a man who serves the Lord humbly, as he said earlier, he is led by the Holy Spirit and he follows where the Holy Spirit is leading him. In fact, the Holy Spirit has given him some certainty for his trip to Jerusalem. Look at verse 23, Ben, if we could have that slide back. Um, It says, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me uh, that prison and hardships are facing me. Um, The Holy Spirit is preparing him for what is ahead. And then with Paul knowing that hardships are ahead, um, the next verse uh, says this, uh, verse 24. It says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Knowing he's about to face really difficult times, these hardships and time in prison, Paul has his eyes set on the task that Jesus has given him. His plan is to testify to the good news of God's grace, regardless of what might happen to him. And I don't know about you, how you find approaching uncertainty. Um, I know I'm not very good at it. Um, But on, on Sunday, Tim spoke to us about how we can stand firm in Christ in the face of uncertainty. And it was so encouraging. And in the face of all the uncertainties of life right now with lockdowns and the virus and all of that, to be reminded of the promises God has made to us in Christ, that he anoints us, that he sets his seal of ownership on us, that he gives us his Holy Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. I'm sure Paul would have felt similarly in our passage so uncertain about what the future held for him, but certain of who it is he is standing firm on, the Lord Jesus. And for Paul, it was the Holy Spirit at work in him, compelling him, that gave him this confidence. And so for us today, we too need to be compelled by the Holy Spirit again. Be compelled that God has given you his Holy Spirit His Holy Spirit living in you, speaking to you, convicting you, helping you to be more like Jesus. Our greatest tool as a disciple and as a leader is that we have the Holy Spirit living in us. That's what Paul was encouraging the Christian leaders with, the ones he was speaking to, that the Holy Spirit gives us confidence and boldness to finish the race and complete the task that God has given them. I don't know about you, but I find it can be so easy to forget that I have the Holy Spirit living in me, to go about my everyday, not really considering that. Can you imagine what might happen if we were all to be compelled of that again? That the Holy Spirit was working in us every day, in our everyday. If we were to pray, God, lead me, God, speak through me uh, when we're working or when we're with our family or with our friends. 
For Paul, being compelled by the Holy Spirit was being compelled of the task that Jesus gave him to, to preach the gospel wherever he was led. What, happened, what would happen if we were all compelled of that too? If we were to testify to the good news of God's grace and proclaim his name so boldly? We'd see broken lives transformed. We'd see the lost and lonely finding a home. We'd see the poor made rich and the weak made strong in Jesus. We'd see revival. God has given us his Holy Spirit guaranteeing what is to come. And so as we come to pray now, let us be compelled that the Holy Spirit is at work in us, convicting us of who Jesus is and what he can do in our lives, speaking to us and guiding us in our everyday and helping us to pray and to intercede uh, for one another right now. So let me pray and then I'm going to hand back over to Ben to lead our prayer time. Uh, Let's pray. God, thank you that you have given each one of us your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are at work in each one of our lives. And Lord, we're so sorry when we forget or we ignore the nudges of your Holy Spirit. And I pray that um, for each one of us again today, that we would have a fresh awakening uh, to your spirit in us, a fresh awakening to how you are at work in our lives. I ask that you'd speak so clearly to us, you'd be encouraging us and leading and guiding us as we run the race and testify to the good news of God's grace. And Lord, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you'd be compelling those who don't yet know you to. Lord, send revival to our community again, we pray, and inspire us as we intercede now. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Rory reminded us today that the Holy Spirit lives in us, works through us, and compels us to be more like Christ. We were also encouraged to ask God to lead us, speak through us by his Spirit. Find some time today to do just that. Ask God to lead you by his Spirit today. We also prayed for our outreach ministries, our food bank, Alpha, Trinity Toddlers and more. Please pray that God would move in power through these ministries as we seek to serve the least and the lost in our community. Father, send your spirit. Help us to bear fruit for you and for your glory. Amen.